Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Now it's time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pop Brothers at Law, with special guest Squints from the cult classic movie, The Sandlot. Hello, and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. 101. My name is Blue, alongside me is the crazy Mark Wasserman and Mr. Craig Wasserman, and missing in action today and again is Joe Grande. What happened to that guy, guys? He's on vacation. Family uh, family time. Well, we want to thank you all for joining Cannabis Talk 101 today. And make sure you call us at 1-800-420-1980. That's number in Spanish. 800-420-1980. Man. And I, I say it better than you do, do, do in English. Do we have English. the Hebrew? Do we have F is Tesha. Ephes. Do say it better than me, sir. That's right. <laughs> now remember, you gotta use those numbers. Call in, leave a message. Yes. Tell us how you are, how much annoyed you are with Blue or my brother. Yes. And uh, we'd Chip. love we'd love to hear it. Yeah, and don't forget Joe Grande too, man. We love that guy. Have fun out there with your family. Hope you are enjoying yourself. He has been gone for two weeks. It's crazy. It seems, seems like, like two it. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> He's been gone for an hour, man. So, so listen, let, let, let's talk about this real quick, guys, before, before we get started. You know, we, we've got someone on the show that a lot of you may have seen before or heard of or definitely grown up with, right? It's, and, and so, Mark, tell us who we have on the show. You afraid to say the name? Uh, you know me. <laughs> I, I'm going to fuck it up for sure. It is Chauncey Leopardi, known as... Squints from the movie Sandlot and a lot of other movies. He grew up as an actor, and uh, now he's into the can- well. He didn't just get into the cannabis. He game, ain't no rookie, but he's been growing for a while. Chauncey, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. This is rad. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, man. Thanks, dude. So tell us, tell us what's going on. What, what do you got going here? How do you go from the Sandlot? <laughs> yeah. To, to the, the smoke weed, lot. To the weed lot. <laughs> well, uh, it all started uh, one day on the the quad in junior high school when I took my first hit of cannabis and <laughs> I fell in love with Mary Jane. Right. Yeah. That's it. Man. Join as that we, club. As we Join all that did. club. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, but I, I think that. Uh, when I was when I was younger, I obviously started selling weed early on in my like high school days, or I didn't go to school, but I should have been in that high school age range. But uh, um, I just I really liked cannabis. I liked everything about it, and like anything else I do in life, I tried to you know uh, digest all the information I could about it, and that led to building rooms and starting grows. And I mean, luckily because of my my background in entertainment, I had a little bit of money to be able to to do what I wanted to do. So I kind of delve into that that life and the business caught up with me eventually you know what i mean and yeah. and legality and everything else oh you caught a, you caught a little case 
No, no, no. I just no, mean no. Like he the, went from the old oh, market yeah, into the, the new market. Yeah, I, I transitioned traditional flawlessly. to yeah. <laughs> with, with, as we say, You're without, inc- to. without incident. Without incident. So, you know, I know a couple guys that did that them too. Yeah. Say <laughs> <Like> um. cheese. <laughs> Everybody smile. Cheese. <laughs> no, no, but it's man. uh, it's been a hell of a ride, and it's cool to see what what where where we started and where we've come. Yeah. Are you yeah. still are you still acting now? Uh, no, I quit acting in like my mid twenties. I mean, I do stuff here and there. I did a, a Logic music video like last year. I played Logic in the video. I was like rapping like him and stuff, and that was really fun, really cool thing. But uh, like, I'll do stuff here and there. I don't actively audition, so I'm not like looking for work or doing right, anything. Right. Sometimes things come my way, and it's like if it makes sense, then that's cool. But it's not like a occupation, so to speak. More right. of like something that I can draw on when I need to. The now, cannabis more of your passion now? Oh, uh, it's been my passion for years. Wow. It, it, yeah, like I mean. When I quit acting to like more or less pursue cannabis and be in that life, like uh, it was a, uh, it was definitely um, faux pas. And you know, I got a lot of like, you're an idiot, and you know, we can't believe that you're you're going this route. And you know, I was a working actor, so it's a really big deal for somebody that's not just trying to be an actor, but that has like Rose. had a successful career and makes money and makes money for other people. Yeah. Imagine, imagine how they feel when you're right. like, yo, by the way, I'm I, done. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, this kid, you know, there goes my the 10%. Man, man, manager, <laughs> there goes agent, my 10%. Yeah. Like we understand that businesses are businesses. Right. So other yeah. people eat behind these businesses. But yeah, I was, you know, Nobody could ever tell me nothing. Not my mom since I was 14 years old, and, and I kind of just went my own path. So how old, how old were you when you did Sandlot? I was 11. Wow, dude. Wow. And, and how, how long did that last? I mean, the, you know, as far as the, the career in, in acting? Until I was in, like, my mid-20s. I was still working. And, like, around 18, 19, I did Judd Apatow's first show, Freaks and Geeks, with, like, uh, <laughs> the Seth Rogans and, and James Franco and all those cats. No, the guy we just had on was on Freaks and Geeks. No uh, kidding? Uh, Jack Griffo. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Who did he play on Freaks and Geeks? Hey, he was on like He's one or two here. episodes, I think. Jack. No kidding. <laughs> right, right. He was That's a Nic- awesome. Nickelodeon star. Yeah, okay, man. cool. Yeah, yeah. Same, same, same but route. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, it, through that process, I mean, how did you get into to the acting? Right. Let's talk about that for a second. Like, is this from you know your family? You know, just what, what just auditioned and boom. No, I just I got lucky, bro. It was the right place, at the right time. I lived in Dallas at the time, and uh, my mom was a. Uh, she was working and my aunt was was taking my older girl cousin to some agency in Dallas to like meet with her about modeling and I was a little kid I was like five or six and they're like oh this kid's cute let's uh shove him in front of the camera basically I had I had I was running around the office and nobody could tell me shit and I was a little kid in cowboy boots with long hair and they were like this kid's rad we got to send him out and uh they bugged my mom and she took me on some national commercial and I booked it and then I started booking everything in Dallas I could do and we eventually ended up in L.A. and never left, and that was kind of the, now the thing. Now home, home sweet home. Yeah, you know, since I was seven, so Any I'm from cannabis LA. on the on the set of Samlot? <laughs> no, not that I know of, not that I used. Um, <laughs> and my career started like shortly after that, though. I think junior high. I went to sixth grade, like right after we got done filming the film, and then in seventh grade, I started, you know, smoking with friends and not and. That was kind of like the the route, though. Yeah, sure. Right around that time. And and so what what are you what are you currently doing? Uh, you know, in the cannabis industry now, like what's what's the what's the push? I mean, I'm a cultivator, so by trade. I mean, I ran I ran pre ICO shops, so I'm like, I'm the micro business guy. You know what I mean? I Vertical run integration. Yeah, completely. I ran the whole show top to bottom. That was like my deal. So, 
and now I, I like hands-on cultivate. So I, I quit the shop thing for a little while. I have a couple retail locations opening up in the city and in, in the next uh, with this last phase of licensing in phase three. Right. Um, one in K-Town, one on Highland and like Melrose area. Social oh, cool. equity applications. They were social equity apps, yes. Uh-huh. And then, um, but we're getting those done. Um, and then I'll be back into the retail thing. I don't know how much I'll be involved. I'll be more focused on cultivating now. But yeah, yeah, that's my background. Are, I like are to you do enjoying that. the cultivating side of things? I mean, because generally, you know, either love it or you freaking hate it. You know? Yeah, it's very peaceful Seriously. for me. It's, yeah. You know, and now that things are, I mean, it was a lot more work previously than it is now. Everything's automated now, so it makes my life a lot easier. But, uh, yeah, it's really cool to just see the way things are changing. And the new rooms that we're building are, like, incredible to work in. So, like, all these problems I used to have that were, like, a daily occurrence and now technology <laughs> is, like, solving these things. I mean, I'm literally I'm pretty much control like everything for yourself controlled phone. environment good size rooms from my cell phone bro yeah, like like I know. alternately it's, from cameras and my phone and like grow some fire that you're like oh wow for real it's a trip i'm like i i feel like at this point like within the next year i won't even have to step foot in a room and i could like manage multiple places all from your, everywhere all from, from your, your iPad. iPad. Yeah, yeah like it's like and you know, send them down there and down. have them change the water out that we, we got yeah some, or i know. can see you so stop doing whatever the hell you're doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like they forget there's cameras. Yeah, uh, a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah, man. Speaking of cameras, man, my store got busted into last night. No kidding. Yeah, man. Oh, this, man. this morning at six a.m. Huh. Yeah, that's yeah, usually dude. how it's hit. Yeah. I got a few good stories 6 about that, dude. I yeah, got, I got nailed this morning no at six, way. and I came in like, oh no, you know. And and it's weird because I, I, you know, I swear they they were. What they, they take they, from your smoke dude, shop? They, they took, they took like, they cost. It's gonna cost me seven grand. Okay, the whole thing. I've already done the math. Yeah. five times in my head, but. It, it you know in retrospect like they could have wiped me out dude like i don't i don't know how they only did that you know and, and honestly they just really made like, a mess it made me smile i walked in they didn't even make a mess that that oh, was really? <laughs> they went in there and took all the, the how'd the they get that, in uh through they the window they, they just smashed, smashed the window, window. yeah no, and I, no I'm security been, what the hell i got security bro I'm, i am security Wait, <laughs> I'm, you sleeping you didn't do me? very I, good you know, security I job i know i live like you know not too far away but you didn't hear the window i could just hear the water i didn't decided not to go i heard it i seen it I, you know, watching the dudes. What am I supposed to do? Nothing. Chase them? Yeah, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's, hap much. it's happening. <laughs> I remember, I remember those calls uh, from running retail. It's like uh, the alarm call first. Yeah. Then, then wait a second. Then check the cameras. Then call them back. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, that's part of the thing. I'm sorry to hear that though. No, the... no, it's, it's it was just it just clicked on me when we were going in through that that process. So what's what you know? Actually, you know what, Mark? Why don't you bring us out, and then. We'll bring back, let's we'll, we'll talk about this beautiful thing right here that's in front oh, of us. Oh, yeah. When we come back here on Cannabis Talk 101, we are going to talk to Squints <laughs> about Squints, the cannabis products, right here on Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back. Sure. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, 
Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101 with Chauncey. Originally known as Squints. Yeah, better known as Squints. Or better sure. known. <laughs> well, <laughs> I kind of like. You knew uh, originally for me it was Squints. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Squints. I Does that, that get yeah. on you, or is that a badge of honor? I mean, it's such an iconic movie. What are you talking about? You know, about, I dude? come from, I come from like, on that. I come crazy. from LA culture and like LA gang culture, so we don't normally get to pick our handles. So I'm cool with Squints, and we'll just ride with that. Nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. Like we kind of, our names are usually picked. For some right. other reason, so yes. I'll take squints and run with it. It's been well to me, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Good. You used to rap too, Good. right? Nah, I never rap. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no rapping. Oh um, man. So, look, real quick, did you have people? Uh, you know, uh, did you ever tell people that they suck at baseball? <laughs> That's the biggest statement right there. Like, you suck at baseball. Yeah. What? Oh uh, yeah. We can't. We can't actually say what the line was anymore. It's like faux pas now. No. Yeah. That's it, huh? Well, no. I mean, you know, it's like a. Never mind, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Just pass it through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no shit, huh? Yeah, he got away. Yeah, yeah. So, so on, on, off, 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 offline, we were just talking about um, uh, uh, some uh, a break-in because we were talking about my break-in. So, Chauncey, tell us about yours and, and your experience through that process while you're here. Yeah, I had a retail store on Pico and like La Brea and it had this big skylight that was like, the ceilings were tw- probably 12 foot. It was 15 foot to the roof and the skylight was like cut out in the middle of the spot. Right. No bars. And like they had, they would break into that spot a little bit because it's a pretty active neighborhood south of there or whatever. But uh, they would break into the wall of the other place or like, you know, they're always doing some crazy stuff to try to get in and mess some stuff up. But this time this guy, he mission impossible through the sky roof. Right. So he came down the skylight and the rope snapped. This all on camera oh. while we watch this afterwards. Yeah. The rope snaps. The dude breaks his leg because he fell 12 feet oh. into the floor of the shop. It was a little. It was a little shop, so it just had glass counters. So he just hits the concrete, bro, Ugh. and bounces off and gets up. He's got a broken leg. The dude eats an edible. 
He eats an edible because he knows he's going to jail. Yeah. He's locked in. First, he panics and tries to get out, which bad. is like, which is like he ain't getting out. And yeah, we're watching this on the camera. So homeboy's freaking out, broken leg. He eats an edible like a big like Corova, like a 500 milligram Corova bar, which you know, oh, yeah. shouts to him for that. He's yeah. gonna need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he he stuffs more money back in the register than he tried to take out the first time because the reg was over when we counted it, and so he had went for the reg. Which was just like change and whatever. Anyway, yeah, yeah, he like went for the, the reg, the, the grabbed the bucks. money, ate the edible while he was waiting for the cops to get there, and then stuffed the money and extra money out of his pocket back in the register. <laughs> so he didn't seem like he was stealing something. <laughs> yeah, I guess at that point he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna pay for it." So that. Uh... <laughs> oh my god! That's funny. So he actually paid for the edible. He paid for the edible. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, yeah. dude. The, is that attempted that robbery no, or what? He, the, he ain't even that's a real, like I wonder what the no, charges were. <laughs> he ain't even a real stoner Stupidity? though. Stupidity. Yeah. Stoners don't steal, man. That dude ain't no real stoner. He was a he was yeah. a thief and then he got high. You know, <laughs> he wasn't a stoner. Yeah, yeah, man. Wow, wow. So tell us about your venture. How? When did you uh, transition into the legal market? Uh, just recently, actually. Um, and you know, we're still. Uh, you know, navigating the distribution throughout the state of California. But uh, we have two brands. One is called Foreign Genetics, which is a group of cultivators from the Los Angeles area that have been in the business for years and years that I'm also a part of. And then we have a subline off of Foreign Genetics that is my own brand, Squints. Um, and, uh, you know, we produce high-end flour. That's kind of our market. We try to stick to our lane and do what we do. We are, are all actually cultivators, so... It is our work. We don't white label or do anything like that. It's you know, so it's you, our brand and our life. You have your own grow, yeah. That you're that you're that you're running. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then so you run that grow right now, and then you create the Squints brand. Yeah, mm -hmm. fantastic, dude. And yeah. then and do you? I, I guess you own the name Squints, or just how does that work? I mean, um, for, I mean, I own the copyright and the branding for that. So for, for trademark for, for Squints for, for yeah, cannabis. For yeah. cannabis, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's such a movie, broad thing. It's yeah, so hard to. to it's hard do. to jump on. I doubt that anybody would try to like off-brand my thing just because I have a big personality in the industry. Well, you know, space, LA's you gonna know? knock it off regardless. Bro. Oh, they did already. There's already like <laughs> counterfeit somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. yeah they, it, what's funny about it is, is that yeah, if obviously they didn't, you ain't winning. Yeah, yet. they're already <laughs> counterfeiting our stuff, but they're also like they did like Sandlot lines off of it. It was like Her no, it was Hercules shit. OG and all this stuff. But <laughs> it was funny because I got the Mylar. Somebody sent me a picture of it, and I was like, I was like. They didn't put me on the Mylar, though. They put all the other kids from the film and left me off the Mylar. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, okay, they're smart. At yeah, least they yeah. knew better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. In the old days, you could handle things differently than you do today. Yeah, exactly. Someone, I mean, obviously. Someone steals from you back in the old days, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Nowadays, it's, it's, it's all it's, regulated. It's like, go 6-9 on them. I, well, I had a client now <laughs> where got uh, the film. You know, they, they were backed up on their inventory, and... They finally, why wasn't, where's that product? Where's that product? And then sure enough, they got the video and there's the guy, it's a delivery service in the, in the, in the back room where the inventory is just shoving shit in his backpack. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Almost wow. like $60,000 worth of shit over like three, four weeks. Yeah. I'm sure if you're. And uh, police are involved. He actually admitted it, you know, to the police. Yeah. I've been taking all this shit. Sorry. It's like, you know, and you can't take him out back and beat the crap out of them anymore because you got the police involved and you got the bcc involved yeah and, you know it, it's it's a whole different oh, ball no, game you can you can I, I mean some people deserve a kid you know what dude if a cop rolls up and sees you whip someone's ass sometimes they need a good whooping at you know what i mean they just look at him like he stole from me dude he was in the well, middle yeah, you of go one you go store. one way or the other what do you do you, you can't know do mean? both like, no you you know i guess i could sue you for uh you know workman's comp and all that good stuff yeah, you just you can't do it's one or the other you, you either take him out back and you leave it out back 
or you go the well, authority well, route. But then, but now though, you have all these well, skew numbers. You have track and trace. You have metrics. Yeah, because now have you to have account. to explain. And once yeah. you have yeah. twenty four hours, it's yeah. it's, it's twenty four or seventy two hours. I just did it on another case where you have to give notice to the Bureau of Cannabis Control that you were robbed. Yeah. That there was theft, there was employee theft, there was st- something stolen. And you got to give them all the numbers, all the metrics, all the information of where that product went because it just can't disappear into the system. I didn't call the cops today. Well, that's because you're, uh, you know. I'm just saying, I didn't call the cops. Well, I, I literally you... didn't. I, I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm not doing it. And everybody's like, why, didn't you call, why don't you want to call the cops? I'm like, no. Well, I mean, it's really just going to raise my insurance. That's what it's going to do. You know what I mean? Okay. And it's not big enough to call an insurance claim on. You know no. what I mean? So, so you're going to get like, bars put on the window? Yeah, I got them. I got my crew over there already. I mean, they, they're putting up, right now, they're putting up the uh, the, the wood. About gun yeah. turrets. Yeah, yeah. So they're putting those up. And then as soon as that done, that's done, uh, they're going to, um, instead of, you know, the, the the bars, I'm doing the, like the chain link fence to make it more look urban style. You know, black chain link fence, make it look urban. Because our, our store's like a Beverly Hills smoke shop versus like a, you know, the, the whole, uh, you know, just a tobacco store kind of thing. We're trying to be more urban, fun, you know. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, we'll go that route with it, and hopefully uh, it'll come out looking good. Um, yeah. So tell us, how many stores do we have this in now? Is there anything in here? Uh, there's actually a, a, a there's some fresh flour in there that I just brought for you guys. Oh, I thought you faked this out. He be... brought us some real stuff, huh? You yeah, but it's in yeah, a... You, it's in a. You know go ahead, yeah. That, bro, or what? You know how? Smoke, to, you know how to open the bag? Oh, look at that. Yeah. Well, I put it in you a. Don't is there? It. Well, I didn't want to make I'm sure. Right I, I didn't want to rip it. What bag is that? Is there actually a box with flour in there? Yeah, there's a glove box with some oh, fresh flour nice. in there. Yeah, nice. that was like literally hanging right now. It's probably. Oh, it's, it's not even. It's not even ready to trim yet. Stop yeah. that. You little. You know what I mean? It was ready to trim. We'll be trimming that Friday. I know fire. Yeah, no, that it's fire, dog. Fire. It yeah. does wow. like he, Yeah, wow. that's some good flour. Craig, you are the worst. No, when it comes to weed, that's mine. Dude, it's in a Kleenex box, bro. I don't care. You stop it. God, yeah, man. I was trying to get it from wetting back up on me. Wow, it smells great. Yeah, it's no, it's OG, fire. Huh? No, that's uh that's called rainbow chip. That's sherb crossed with uh thin wow. mint uh thin mint. Man, that is nice. It's from exotic dude. genetics. Is that a hybrid? What is that? An OG? Yeah, it's a hybrid. Yeah, it's a hybrid for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, is almost man. everything a hybrid these days? Yeah, pretty is much everything's us? a hybrid. Yeah, I brought some. Oh, I got some bags and stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll spread it out. around for you guys. Yeah. You find, That'll last yeah, you like a year. Back up, Jack. That'll last back you a year. This is how we get around here with weed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding, man. You know what? It smells amazing. And so is that is that what you're putting inside your, your containers and sending them out? That's one of the cuts that we run a lot, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're really heavy on that. Um, we run a Sherblato, which is a gelato sherbet back cross that we created. And then um, we're running a lot of, uh, you know, whatever's hype in the industry at the moment and whatever popping from all the seed brands that are out. And, and you know, yeah. you got to follow the trends with the hype of these things nowadays because that's kind of the market to keep the, the high-end, high-end flower in the stores. Now, yeah. now, now, do you grow for anyone else or just exclusively for No, nah, we couldn't handle the – we wouldn't be able – we don't have enough lights to even handle our own load, let alone anybody else. But, I mean, in the future, I'm sure that – So you're just growing for yourself? Yeah, we just grow for our, for our own brands. Just for squints. How many brands are there? There's two, Foreign Genetics and Squints. Okay, nice. Yeah, so we, we only can handle well, – I mean, we can't even handle our – you know. Wait, in your facilities in Los Angeles? Yeah, we have facilities in Los Angeles. Fantastic, yeah. dude. Um, you know, I'll tell you, the distribution game is crazy. Um, I, I I know a lot of guys in the distribution world for cannabis, and I know how difficult it is to get into stores, you know, and, and going through that process. What do you think? I mean, tell me about that. How like, many stores are you in now? How many stores are you working through? And um, So we'll be on the shelf soon at our shops, and then 
I mean, I don't really want to say the three stores. Yeah. And then we're most likely going to go with like one of the main distributors. So we'll either go one route or the other. And I don't really want to say anybody's names, sure. but everybody knows who they are. So it'll yeah. either go through one thing or the other. And basically both parties have came to us and been like, yo, we want everything excess outside of your stores. Right. What's up? You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, everybody. I, I know those guys. Yeah, we got yeah, five. Just, we know those just, guys. Just, yeah, you know, I, I think you yeah. got you're in the driver's seat because you know we do that every single day in our practice. Yeah, and we're getting. I'm getting calls every week, at least once or twice a week, from distributors asking if I have clients who need distributors. Exactly. I mean, a yeah. lot of people went out and got distributor licenses. Where <laughs> yeah, you know, it's you know, like which would have been well, people coming have... people coming to us, and I'm like, do you know anybody? That would have been fine if. They wouldn't have let cultivators have distributor licenses. Yeah. You know what I'm right, saying? Or self distribution. Yeah. yeah. My kids Once self distribution that, happened, that's yeah. it. Now, yeah. now you, we don't really need they that. They don't anymore. need to distribute. Well, that's that's yeah. the, the key. I mean, it, it's it's really. Do you have the the energy and the time to to get it into each store and actually yeah. have, well, it have a team the brand. dedicated for that? You know. And to be honest, like and who you are as a cultivator, sure. and in some senses, as things grow, like like. That might not be a lot of people's lane or what they're trying to do. And I understand a lot of these cultivators, they need somebody that can brand and distribute because that's not what they do. You right. know what I mean? Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, I've, we fortunately have been on both sides of the business, so we kind of understand it and have a face going forward and understand the product and, and the market itself, too. So we're a little more comfortable. But most of these guys, I like I know I got a lot of guys from the Hill that they're not the ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've been dropping off duffels for years for a reason right. because they ain't trying to be in the middle of anything and, and else, they, nor do they that, care to. Right. And, and, and you know, there's, it's funny you say that because that's the, the traditional market, right? That people just don't, they don't want to come out. Like you don't want to, you know, go to the, to the, to the street, I mean, to the uh, store and sell, you know, that's not their deal. They're just no. backpack boys for life. You yeah. know what I mean? And then, and when that changes, you know, it's, 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 it's weird because it's changing now, but it's not, you know, it's almost well, no. like, the, the the black market is going bigger than the freaking uh, the regular market still. You it's, know? The black it, market it's and the legal than... market starting to entangle as well. Of course, oh, of causing course. spike in prices for flour because some distributors are people are buying distributor license to burn them and then they're buying legal cultivated weed and selling it to the black market. From what we understand, or vice versa. Well, you yeah. sell illegally, right, Craig? Oh yeah, I got downstairs. <laughs> downstairs, I got, got little, I got, got little I got packs downstairs. going through downstairs. Yeah, I got a little distro. Just ready don't tell to go. any. Just don't tell anybody. Yeah, man. Hey, it, it wouldn't be the first crazy shit I see. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in LA. Bro. I've seen some crazy shit. Okay. Yeah. No. And and so so it, I mean, what is your your main strain? Is this the, the main strain you're running? Or uh, we run ice cream cake, sherbato, uh, rainbow chip. We run a lot of like sherb crash. Like we run a lot of the new hype stuff. And then right now, but heavy, we run ice cream cake, which I think is on its way out right now. But uh, ice cream cake, rainbow chip. Rainbow chip smokes, so we really like her. She's pretty, and we're just getting her dialed in, and she smokes really good. So she'll be around for a while. I look for that because I'm – one, I ran retail, so I understand what smokers want. What they want, right. And then, two, I know what's going to be there and what's not going to be there. I know if something is pretty but has no kick, it ain't going to last. Right. Sure. Because sure. I, I can't smoke air forever, and I'm not yeah. going to. I'm going to smoke it once and put it down. Other people might continue to be sold that for a little while, but eventually, if it doesn't do its job, they're going to quit they're, grabbing they're it. Out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like to find like new things in the market that taste good, can smoke good in like a backwood and a blunt or a joint, because that is very important in the smoker market, you know? Yeah. And something that has some kick to it that's going to you know, have, have a punch. You know, it, it's important too because a lot of people do, sh you know, sell that that you know bougiezi or whatever. You know, it's yeah. not really popping, and and it's fugazi. It's, yeah, fugazi. I guess that's yeah, that's what it is. And and it sucks because you know you, you start to think 
you know, is this going to be the, uh, the the norm, right? You know, you go into a store and, you, you know, the guy at the doors doesn't really know what's in the bag. And, and sometimes they sell you whatever. Yeah, you I mean, know. you used to be able to look at the jar and at least you knew it right. was fresh. Yo, give me the freshest OG. Give me the freshest right. thing. They stick a jar in your face. Your nose doesn't lie. You know whether you're going to like it or not. And that's what's going on in the bag. Now, now we can have branding actually sell a product, which is a good thing and a bad thing in a sense. Right. That's a good thing if you got a good brand. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, you know, I like the deli style aspect of it. Well, if this is it. your product oh, right here, bro, you're, you're getting picked up. Like, you're getting picked up. Like, you don't you don't smell that and be like, well, we're thinking about carrying your stuff today. Yeah. You know? <laughs> nah, you're like, oh, oh yeah, we, we'll carry you that, you know. Yeah, I there's mean, been nobody that, door a, anybody right that there. smoked that rainbow chip was like, yeah, we want this on the menu, like, indefinitely. And well, we've just been trying to ramp up production on it. It's so. That's a good problem to have. It's well, tough because you run a thing, you run a seed, you know, you get a couple phenos, you pick a couple you like, whatever. We run it again to make sure it's stable. But it takes a year to get it into like production, production to like be sure running it out. So it's a tough process. Does so. it make your eyes squint? Yeah, that one's good, bro. That, <laughs> that shit. She's a smoker. The first time I ran her, I ran her at my house, and she didn't turn out very well. And it was one plant that somebody else had gave me, and I ran her. And then I was like, damn, it was disappointing. And then I smoked her, and I was like, oh, she smokes. We're gonna run her again. Right. And then we finally like fine tuned her into yeah. what she is. So. Well, it, now, are you it's making processed. concentrates out of this as well, or you're just sticking to the? Flower? Um, we do do some, we do concentrate collabs with other brands. We don't necessarily focus on that ourselves, yeah. but we do do concentrate collabs with other brands. Like you know, a guy, a big hash maker, whatever. We'll run it and do something, you know. We could do uh, Craig's on West Coast. Cure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I actually, yeah, great. I've been talking to Jay like online. We talked a couple of times about it. I've been meaning, meaning to go meet him at the office and chop cool. it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. We'll, we'll make guys, sure that happens. We'll yeah, go. for sure. Well, guys, we got Squints here, Chauncey. We appreciate you so far being on the show. It's been amazing. When we come back, we're going to do the high five with Squints from the Sandlot. We'll be right back after this break. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. 
And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. I'm here with Blue, Joe Grande, and little brother of the Pop Brothers Law have are gone. They've left the building. building. We're here with Chauncey, who is Squint from Sandlot, telling us about his career in cannabis. Yes. Isn't it awesome, Blue? You know what? I'll tell you, Squint. You know, I, 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 I like you. You seem like Thank a good you, bro. dude. I yeah, you seem like a good dude. And I, I, I know, well, you coming know. Coming from back in the day, you, you had to be. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he, I mean, he didn't last even long. Even though we didn't know, we didn't know him, but he's been around as long as we've been around in the game. Oh, for sure. And you know, you usually, actually, you know, people, it's a small community, super small. When you so get older, though, if you, you know don't, young, know you don't him, that's a good thing because if you did, it might be bad. You know, it's funny. It, it's it's is that we all had a little clicks, and and all of our clicks had 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 like you know. In the cannabis world, we all have like little waves, you know, where we were doing like our team was just crushing it and doing the biggest, and then our team took a hit, and this team to and we and you know that as a, as a grower or as someone that's in this industry, you know, I, I grew for a lot of years, and and it's funny when you talk you talk about like automation and things that are happening and in, in, in the 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 I'm amazed, dude. People are like, you're a grower, and I come in like, look, man, I don't I don't grow no more, dog. I I'm a I, I host. You're like a mechanic who worked on an old carburetor. Yeah. And now it's like I don't think they dude, have carburetors. Dude, I worked on a lot exactly. of cars. I worked on a lot of cars. You know, a lot. Of, I've worked in a lot of buildings. Dude, now I think do you I, have that computer now that plugs in. Yeah, like I could tell you, I, I'm probably you know one of the first people to have like a thousand light grow. You know, yeah. back in the day. You know what I mean? Like sit there and be like, boom. You know, I yeah. 980 lights, you know, huge, and and, and so, but here in, in Southern California, it, but, but even in Northern California, I was a rookie, you know what I mean? Coming yeah. to that, you know, well, I have 50 plants in my backyard, man. That's all that's, that's a lot. The kids started, that's a yeah. that's a that's exactly. a lot, dude. 50 plants in the backyard could turn out to be 200 pounds, you know. It could, I mean, if you let it, <laughs> yeah, but it was outdoor, it was out, outdoor, it was outdoor. I mean, yeah, we yeah, learned those about flies, heavy. white flies, you mold, learned about it all. Oh that's, how, that's how you learn. You learned when people quick. come into our office and they say they want to get into the cannabis space and they want to get regulated and licensed and they want to grow, I mean, I don't mean to be a dick, but I'm like, do you know how to grow? Do you know anything about it? Do you know someone who does? Because I know, I mean, it's old school from where I come from, but it's still so much shit can go wrong with a grow. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's brutal until the day you cut it down and trim it. Oh, my God. You could lose it all on any given any occasion moment. for any given reason. Things, yeah. that's things risky, that have nothing to do with you. Yeah, and that's sure. got to be the riskiest, I think, you know, uh, uh, part of the supply chain is actually growing the shit. So yeah. kudos to you. Thank yeah. you. Well, now it's time for the high five with Chauncey, also known as Squints. 
And let me tell you guys, Squints has got some fire, fire in front of us right now. Stinking I'm getting up high our, just smelling it, which building. isn't usual for me. Our whole building's walking around, looking around. Yes, gas. That's going to be that. It's, yeah. I can tell. It's, it's, it's nosy. Because coming, coming from my background and my kid and the connoisseur that he's made me into, it's like, hey, try my joint. Try my, you really want me to try your joint? Because I'll usually rip it open and find all the crap that you, ro- that you rolled up in your joint. Unlike the kids' joints, and I'm sure like yours, it's just it's flour. Yeah. Like no additives. No, no. No. No anything. And so it's very rare that I can smoke a joint of someone else's shit and go, man, this is good. And I can already tell. Go ahead, Blue, with the high five. Question number one of the high five with Chauncey, also known as Squints from the uh, Sandlot. How old were you the first time you smoked, and where did you get it from? Uh, I was 13, I guess. I was in seventh grade. It was, at, it was on the field at our junior high school at Sutter Junior High in the Valley, in the San Fernando Valley. And uh, this chick I hung out with named Amy, she was maybe a year older than me or not. She actually told this story on Instagram the other day, like true story. And uh, she like had brought some swag and a pipe, this little like marble looking weird old pipe that they used to have. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were smoking... We were smoking on the quad at the school in junior <laughs> high in seventh grade. That's the first time I ever got high. Fantastic. Wow. wow. What is your favorite way to use cannabis? Um, I'm a paper smoker. I like papers and crushed flour. Yeah. Why? Yep, me too. Why? It's the purest way for me to taste the flour, and that's what I'm trying to get at. I smoke everything, and I'll try everything. I'll take dabs, whatever. But that's my go-to for, like, I want to break it down, and I want to taste it. And I want to feel the effects of it. That's how I judge something and, and hunt strains and things like that is by rolling up flour. Fantastic. Question number three of the high five. If you could... Oh, <laughs> I almost fucked that one up. <laughs> Question number three of the high five. Craziest place you've ever used cannabis or smoked it? Hmm. Gosh, everywhere? Anywhere. I mean, Just uh, anywhere. Craziest place. I know a guy that was like, hmm, it's like deja vu yeah. right now. <laughs> like, last guy did it on the Paramount lot. Yeah, that's true. He did it in a small. He did it in a, a airplane. Yeah, I, mean, I did. I did. Uh, that was just crazy. I did. Crazy I did story. smoke before I went to work one day when I was working on a film when I was younger. That was a bad experience. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that. You're yeah. actually saying the same thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you, you're either you. See, it either you, you've been it either enha- it either enhances your performance or it doesn't. No, no, it's it like doesn't. one or the other. Yeah. we've had people say it enhances how they act yeah. or how they work, and other people like they did it once, it didn't work, and you don't do it until later. Yeah, no, for me it was I thought I had more time than I had, and it was really early, and I got the set early, and I had bought this brand new bubbler that was like really big, and this is still like I was like 18 probably, but I, yeah, so I pulled it out and I smoked this big bowl, and I was like, oh, I got time, I'm gonna be able to chill in my trailer, and then go to makeup and eat, and everything's gonna be good, and like I literally got on set, and they were like. Right, we got to get you into hair and makeup immediately because they moved your scene up. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, can I eat first? And they were like, no. <laughs> you're like, you're on now. No, literally. So I'm here I am. I'm like, I'm still a kid, obviously. And I'm like super, I was smoking out of a bubbler in the car. So it was obviously just, I was like baked. And I'm sitting in the makeup trailer with these bright ass lights and these people all chipper trying to talk to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a panic attack. I know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what move was that for a movie? That was actually for a show. That was uh, Judd App- That was Freaks and Geeks. That was when I was doing that show. Um, yeah. We were filming at a school somewhere in the valley. And that's what, yeah. How funny. Yeah. How Probably funny. not a good idea. Yeah. I didn't do that again, actually. <laughs> 
Well, you know, that's what I, and I'll say it again. Joe and I argue about this all the time, about that's the beauty of. I'm blue, bro. I'm blue. I know, but no, I we don't argue about that, having, but Joe, he's no, having... no, Joe's not here. I know Joe's not here. Oh, I know oh, I'm okay. old. Okay, okay. No, okay. fuck you, but I know I'm old. <laughs> Smoking as long as you've been alive, but that's okay. That's yeah, okay. Right. But, that, but the beauty of cannabis is if it messes with what you want to do, you don't do it. Yeah. You know, other drugs, you can't help but do it because you're addicted and it exactly. doesn't matter yeah. if it fucks up your shit. You, you have to do it anyways. So I, I love hearing the stories where I did that once and it, did, it, did, it didn't work out well, so I didn't do it again. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, look, I love cannabis, but, you know, it's one of those things that can be too much sometimes. Yeah, no, for it's some, time, time and a place. For some people, you know. Oh, that it time is for place. me. Look, look I, if, if, if we're... If I'm camping, if I'm out, you know, dirt bike riding, if, I, if there's a lot of things that I could do, you know, uh, if if my adrenaline's pumping and I'm smoking, it, it's but not doing the show. You can't it, you well, can't get high before we do the show. I, I don't like to, you know what I mean? Because I'm already I'm already a space cadet. You guys know that, right? I'm already <laughs> like, what? Uh, that's why I got 20 people around me, you know. But but it's like, but when I but when I if I smoke and and I'm and if I'm doing something serious or like you know trying to to be on point. I don't believe that there's anything better than what we've been processed to make by our human nature. There's nothing, you know what I mean, being sober. There's there's no better feeling than being sober in, in the world, to me. You know what I mean? Like I don't care. There's no artificial high that I've ever had, and I've tried them all, you know, that, that I could say that feels better than when I'm just sober as hell and going, wow, dude, that was the best feeling of my life. There's never been, you know, so, and you can't trick well, good me. good for you. You can't trick me to think any other different way. That's personal, you know, but I, I do like to. Good for you. Now, question number four. <laughs> That's a high five. What is it? What is your go-to munchie no. <laughs> when you like... get high? Um, dark chocolate, sea salt, dark chocolate, dark chocolate covered almonds. Ooh, I'm a bougie, I'm good. a bougie. The sea salt. Even, yeah, I like either. all that, like the we, fancy well, we dark chocolate Hey, well, stuff. we brought you some dark chocolate. Did you? I swear there is some. Okay, there. cool. Yeah, there is yeah some I'll eat there. some on my way out. Go ahead. It was for uh, her birthday right there. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. All right, question number five of the high five with Chauncey, also known as Squints. If you could smoke with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? It's a real good question. Um, I think I'd want to smoke with Pac. Ooh. All Eyes on Me? What's your favorite record? Um, All Eyes on Me. Yeah. I told you you're a rapper. Come on. Give me no, one. It's, it's funny. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually do a podcast myself, and Did the name you? of the podcast is Picture Me Rolling. So. No, that's yeah. dope. That was one of my favorite songs, actually. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. Let's too, do it on it's three. just him talking. Picture me rolling in my 500 bands. I got no love for these ninjas. There's no need to be friends. They got me under surveillance. That's what somebody was saying. Yo, I'm angry as fuck. But I ain't the one telling. Don't want to be another number. Am I right? Okay, Blue you're right. Pac. You're right. You got I didn't it. put enough emphasis on the pop field, but you know what I mean. I no, 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 no. That's the for that sure. Is, 100%. That, is, that is one of the best records. Yeah, on, I love that record. Thing. Yeah, that was the uh, All Eyes on Me. So I was at Death Row Records in the '90s. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a Death Row baby. I, I started at um, a bunch of different record labels, and I went bouncing around record labels and mm -hmm. ended up here. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was Death sold. I was sold was to a few record labels, and I and I you know I pulled my shoot. Boof. Good, you know, so, you know yeah. good for you. Yeah, Music's it's, a tough, it's, it's, it's a tough it's, business. You know what? It, it, it for me is I chose the wrong, uh, the wrong, the wrong path. I had the wrong vision, and I didn't believe in my vision anymore. Right? So I didn't, I don't believe in 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 um, some things. You know, the way that they're expressed, and for some people, it's great. And the way that the lifestyle that they're they're willing to live as an artist, yeah, uh, in in rap music or in towards that style, I I wasn't 
okay with it for myself. I didn't want to live like that, so I, I changed my my, uh, my my path. Exactly. You know. So so tell me, are you you plan on doing any uh, any more any more films at all? I feel like I will. Yeah. Yeah, I always tell people that I feel like I will. You but... got a reunion coming up. Um, you know, we did stuff for like the 25th anniversary. We did a lot of tours. I still do like a lot of appearances and autograph signings and that type of stuff, which is cool. I don't know what post COVID looks like, but for the last couple of years, I was pretty busy, like during baseball season, doing like minor league games and pro games and things like that, that it would pay me to come, to come be at and meet people. Um, yeah, I mean, Sandlot stuff they've been talking about. I'm not really interested because it doesn't really like. No, what you like. I don't need the money for it, so a lot of things have to make sense for me to want to do them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm good elsewhere, so it didn't make sense to do certain things or try to produce things that didn't need right. to be done. Right. Yeah. But right. if something right. makes sense along, and it, it comes, comes along. along my way that I'm like, yo, that's dope, and I want to do that, then I'll definitely consider it. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Very and, cool. And, and and this project here, you know, when should we see the the project in stores, man? Um. I mean, within the next six months, we'll hit we'll hit the ground pretty hard, yeah, and we'll we'll be at like the you know the bigger LA retailers that yeah, yeah. Let us know if you need any help in that. I mean, we we know a lot of a lot of the retailers that we see them all the time. You know, we're yeah. fortunate and stuff. I'm sure you have a good distribution yeah. outlet. No, we're good. We just uh, just ramping up to be able to uh, to, to service, handle to service it. Yeah, to handle. So did you come up with the, lo- with the logo? Um, I I did I did. The logo was actually from a guy named Premium Design Company. Um, he does a lot of like cannabis stuff. He actually draws them out in that like cartoony style, and then they animate it. So I had the idea. It was my idea, obviously. But I told him, "Yo, do like a squints with the thing and the little joint and some smoke." That's and really then dope. the bag That's was dope. made by another friend of mine. His name's uh, Visual Deluxe on uh, Instagram, and he does a lot of branding stuff. So he kind of came up with the layout for the bag itself. It looks dope. Yeah, it's, it's really dope. Nice. Well, you, so know what I, you know what I really like is because when, when we did our little logo, Pop Brothers at Law, we were told you don't put your face on a logo. You don't. It's some, something else. And, I mean, and we ended up saying we don't care. We like it. Everybody liked it. So yeah. there's our logo with our faces on it. And I, I, I love mean, to see, even though it's not specifically <laughs> yours, that Squint's <laughs> face on the logo. Look at that. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. And I think are. it's great because, uh, you know, you guys are in the law game, too, and it's like a face to a face to sure. a card. You know what I mean? Right. I'd like to yeah. know who I'm talking to and, and who. Look, man, that's who you can't get any more like personal than that. So that's not me hiding behind any name or anything else. It's like, right. y'all know directly where to send the complaints. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? I never thought about that. it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I but never a, quite thought about it that way. But in way, a sense, like, that's shit. what it is. Yeah, so yeah. like, if we can't stand behind our product and you know where to find us, right. we're not hiding behind right. some moniker. Like, this is personal. Yeah. And I would never want to put like, it's hard. It's like hard to put something that wasn't of good quality in the bag. I mean, I've had people, even as we start to get like, a little bit of momentum and even when we're in the black market like try to come and like you know hit you you want to license or you want to do like like licensing deals and things of that nature and i'm like yo i can't just put bad product anything yeah right right and put my face on it right like i'm not gonna do it right i would rather just build it myself slowly but surely no no not at all it's gotta be like it's personal well this product right here man i'm telling you dude if you just keep if if you just keep doing yeah. that, man, whew, you're gonna hit them hard. I mean, if that if that does what hey, I think if somebody it's do. if somebody brings you work that was just hanging in a glove box because they needed a cardboard box to put it in, you already know you, you already know. know what's up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and so you know what he, what he says a glove box, folks. We're talking about the box that you trim with. You know what I mean? The, the yeah, gloves like the, that the gloves you put on you your the, yeah the, the gloves you put you you know you pull the gloves out of the box. It's in one of those boxes and it is fire, guys. Squints, we want to thank you for joining the show. Um, let us. Know real quick where people can reach you at and anything else you
you want to state out there to your fans or ours? Uh, just at Squints on Instagram, um, S-Q-U-I-N-T-S, uh, at Foreign Genetics. And um, we pretty much flow all of our traffic through Instagram because, you know, that's the marketplace these days. So. Yeah. Well, there it is, guys. That's where you look for, look us up. Well, guys, it's Cannabis Talk 101. We want to tell you this. If no one else loves you, we do. Thanks for listening to another podcast of Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis, featuring squints from the cult classic movie Sandlot. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.